destruction of the, the Nord Stream pipeline, which I, I would bet was a U.S. action, perhaps U.S. and, and Poland. Uh, this is uh, right, Jeff, Jeff, we got to stop there. That's a, that's a quite a statement as well. Why do <laughs> Look you at his feel face. that that was a U.S. action? What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence that U.S. Uh, helicopters, military helicopters that are normally based in Gdansk, uh, were uh, circling over this area. We also had the threats from the United States earlier in this year that one way or another, we are going to end Nord Stream. We also have a remarkable statement by Secretary Blinken last Friday in a press conference. That he says, this is also a tremendous opportunity. It's well, a strange way to, it's, uh, sorry, it's a strange way to talk if you're worried about the piracy on international infrastructure Professor. of vital significance. So I know this runs counter to our narrative. It runs, you're not allowed to say these things uh, in, in, uh, in the West. But the fact of the matter is, all over the world, when I talk to people, they think the okay. U.S. did it. And just to tell you, well, and, and by, by the way, even reporters on our papers that are involved tell me privately, yeah, well, of course, but well, it doesn't show up in our, our media. Professor, I, I want to get into the tit for tat about what did or did yeah, not yeah. happen with Nord Stream because I don't have the evidence and we don't have uh, Oh, evidence. We got to have the evidence. Now we need evidence. <laughs> His face, they jump on him, and you can, uh, I recommend go to citizenfreepress.com, and you can find the video there, um, under the headline, what was the headline? Two seconds, wild moment on Bloomberg is the Citizen Free Press headline. Which, you know, uh. The U.S. sells a lot of natural gas. Natural gas is what was running through those pipelines. Supplying energy to the European Union so people can run their heaters. You know, they like gas furnaces in Europe just like we do. He makes a compelling argument. That creates a compelling argument. America wants to sell more natural gas, support its, what do they call it, flailing economy. Although markets are up again this morning. So it sounds like... Uh, America and its allies has effectively forced Europe and anyone else that benefited from the Nord Stream pipelines to find a new place to buy their gas. And you've probably noticed that uh, propane is still pretty cheap in this country. Makes me wish my truck ran on propane. And it also makes me wonder why we don't have more options. I mean, I don't really wonder why. The answer isn't hard to suss out if you think about it for a minute. The richest, most powerful people in this country sell oil. 
and they want to keep selling oil. And they actively work to suppress new sustainable energy ideas. Maybe you're familiar with the story of Stanley Meyer. He invented a water-powered car. And here's this article from uh, Gaia.com. We can read a little bit. Since the advent of the automobile, manufacturers have designed different engines to limit the environmental impact posed by the millions of pounds of carbon emissions cars generate annually. Among these are ethanol, natural gas, electricity, and even propane. But perhaps the least known of these is the car that was said to run on water. And that may be because its inventor, Stanley Meyer, was murdered shortly after he patented his breakthrough. Meyer's invention promised a revolution in the automotive industry. It worked through an electric water fuel cell, which divided any kind of water, including salt water, into its fundamental elements of hydrogen and oxygen by utilizing a process far simpler than the electrolysis method. Despite skepticism about the legitimacy of a car that runs on water, Meyer was able to patent his invention under Section 101 of the Subject Matter Eligibility Index, meaning he proved to a patent review board that his invention worked reliably. Meyer's water power engine was the result of 20 years of research and dedication, and he claimed it was capable of converting tap water into enough hydrogen fuel to drive his car from one end of the country to the other. His invention was mind-boggling and promised a future of non-polluting vehicles that could be refueled with a garden hose. Today, the average consumer is itching for alternative fuel vehicles, if for no other reason than the tremendous environmental impact created by a completely unsustainable energy paradigm. According to statistics, quote, cars release approximately 330 million tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere annually, which is 20% of the world's total. Of course, these condemning statistics could be eradicated if automobiles were run on alternative fuels, which begs the question, why aren't they? Who wouldn't love this idea? <laughs> Who indeed? Well, for starters, it's the petroleum industry. Meyer and other alternative transportation inventors were up against copious amounts of money from big oil. Exxon, the world's largest publicly traded oil and gas company, reported earnings in 2018 of $76.61 billion. And this is but one of many oil corporations that not only wield tremendous political economic power, but also the power to influence public opinion. And according to critics, they're willing and able to quell inventions and threaten to reduce or eliminate the use of fossil fuels. The oil industry always puts up a big fight. They not only profit tremendously by warfare, but they have also been instrumental in instigating wars to feed the world's most destructive addiction. Those who profit from selling oil and gas have built their fortunes upon it and their incomes and futures would be in jeopardy should an alternative, sustainable fuel, be introduced to replace their deleterious products. To protect all that they have built in terms of perennial pro profits, international clout, and influence on major world economies, big oil continues to be the strongest political force to overturn policies 
in an effort to combat environmental incentives for alternative energy and transportation and to destroy or marginalize all opposing innovation in these areas. On March 21st, 1998, Meyer was having lunch at a Cracker Barrel with his brother and two potential Belgian investors. The four clinked their glasses to toast their commitment to uplifting the world. But after taking a sip of his cranberry juice, Meyer clutched his throat, sprang to his feet, and ran outside. Rushing after him, his brother Stephen found him down on his knees, vomiting violently. He quickly muttered his last words, They poisoned me. Meyer's death was investigated for three months, though it was eventually written on the Corps' report that he died of a cerebral aneurysm. Stephen Meyer insists his brother was murdered. After all, Meyer's invention posed an incalculable threat to billions of oil industry dollars and untold fortunes, and he'd successfully resisted succumbing to numerous buyout offers. That's another thing that happens in the suppression of new ideas. Investors will come in, offer millions of dollars, billions of dollars, buy the idea, and then shelve it. Additionally, the inventor had warded off pressure from numerous overseas investors and weathered persistent government spying operations. And perhaps not so strangely, those investors who dined with the Myers brothers on that fateful day declined to offer so much as a condolence following Myers' demise. So it was the Belgians. Or folks masquerading as Belgians. Because it would seem that these are the people that control the wealth and the power in the world. Now, just imagine how different the world would be today if this water-powered car went into mass production. Would we even know who Elon Musk is? Would any of these climate change arguments hold any water? No pun intended. And this was going down in the 90s. Even if there was some problem with the design that was discovered by people who continued the research, could it have not been corrected over the next 20 years, 25 years almost? But if there, if there's a, if there's a long con, if there's a 50 year plan, which it, it, it kind of seems that way. I mean, I can string it together. I have before. But 1998, we're, we're talking about the Clinton administration, which one could argue as well it, when it all started spiraling downward. 
And climate change, th- that, that's been a narrative for a long time. I think it was the, the late 60s or 70s where people started talking about global warming and the predictions that the world was going to end were coming, you know, every 10 years. Oh, if we don't change this, the world's going to end in 10 years. And it goes all the way back to the 70s. So if this plan was being implemented since the end of World War II, which I think it has, uh, a water-powered car throws a huge wrench in the works. How would you control, I mean, if you're planning on controlling a world's population based on false narratives about things that we don't understand as a society, You can't have something like a water-powered car. That's basically perpetual energy, which is claimed. I mean, that's, they say perpetual energy doesn't work when you talk about something like, uh, oh, like, like putting generators on the wheels of a car. So as the car turns, the, the wheels turn the generators, or, you know, as the car moves, the wheels turn the generators and the generators create electricity and charge the batteries in the electric car. But this water-powered engine actually created more energy than it required. And that's why it had to be destroyed, I, I guess. And now MSN has written an article about a video on TikTok that describes this same engine recreated and shows it in action, uh, but MSN thinks it's fitting to discredit the idea and poke fun at the inventor as he claims that the last guy that did this got poisoned and murdered mysteriously outside of a diner. So how's that for evidence? You got it, got it on video working, but since it is counter to the narrative, since it's complete life-changing, culture-altering technology, uh, we can't have it. We can't have it because, guys, the the globalist elite has a plan. And they will kill anyone that gets in the way of that plan. They just have to hope that we don't stand together. Because that's a threat bigger than a water-powered engine. And, you know, they, they scream about equity and inclusivity and what what is it accomplishing do you feel the unity do you feel included no because when they say in inclusivity what they really mean is division 
We just want equity and inclusion. What they really want is hate and division. They've just changed the words. That's what they mean when they say equity and inclusion. They mean hate and division. And what does this message accomplish? It's literally brainwashing. Just like all of the riots with the Black Lives Matter and Antifa, it doesn't help you understand. It doesn't create awareness. It creates aversion. You don't want to hear about it. You don't want to listen to their arguments. When somebody's setting your business on fire, do you want to just say, hold hold on just a minute. Let me, let me hear what you have to say. It's common sense, right? You don't want to listen to that person. You don't want to understand that person. You want that person to go away. You want them to go to prison. But the mainstream media gives them a pulpit. They give them a soapbox and a microphone. So that we can all collectively be disgusted. That's the message. That's the true message. Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris to be his vice president and look at her. What kind of message is she sending to the world about the capability of women of color? It has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman or that she's half Indian and half African American. It has literally nothing to do with that. It has to do with her character. It has to do with her work ethic. She's garbage. She doesn't care. But she sucked her way to success. And this is what you get with those kind of people. She has no real, well, she's got to have at least a couple talents. Nothing applicable. But what's on display? Oh, the capability of women of color. This is the messaging. It's completely upside down. They say inclusion. They mean division. They say black lives matter. They mean no lives matter. They mean no one matters. Except for the wealthiest and the most powerful. And they're creating this world where only the wealthiest and the most powerful will survive what they have in store for the world. Eugenics is coming for all of us. They're going to freeze us and starve us to death. 
And they're going to do it by keeping us distracted with gender theory and critical race theory. And trans rights and drag queen story time. And maybe they'll be able to whip us into a civil war so that we can be invaded by our enemies. Or maybe they can trick us into peaceful divorce so that we completely weaken ourselves and then our enemies can divvy up the spoils. That's what all this stuff is really about. Make you mad. Make you hate everybody else. They send you this picture of how chaotic and backwards your country is. And they frame it as, oh, this is half the population. It's over half the population. In fact, you're the minority. You're all alone in your beliefs. Nobody agrees with you. You're a hateful, racist, sexist, misogynist. You should just kill yourself. Suicide's on the rise. Hey, if you don't like the direction that they've picked for you, just... You know what to do. You know, we read in that article that 333 million tons of carbon dioxide are pumped into the atmosphere because of gas burning engines. I wonder how many millions of tons of carbon dioxide are created just by people breathing. I mean, if you wanted everything to stay the way that it is and just mitigate the effects of carbon dioxide. Wouldn't, I mean, it would be a pretty fantastic option to just, oh, I don't know, cut the population in half. Then all the wealthy, powerful people wouldn't have to really change anything about how they live their lives. knock the population of America down to 125 million people or so. That is the predicted population by 2025. According to uh, Deagle defense website. How would they get there? Uh, maybe, I mean, just totally hypothetical, but maybe uh, release a virus and then create an injection that would kill everyone that took it over five years? Oh, but don't worry. This virus won't actually hurt you. We'll just create a media campaign to tell everyone that it will so that they'll be paralyzed with fear and do anything that we tell them. You know how much 
of their plan relies on a complicit media. And they're they're all complicit. I mean, what are we going to do with these people? I mean, what did we do at Nuremberg with all the people that said, oh, we were just following orders? Were we forgiving of them? Should we be forgiving of the people that willingly report lies and propaganda to trick us into behaving the way that the globalist masters want us to behave? I mean, should we should we accommodate that they were just doing their job? They just had a family to feed? I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, how can we? How, how can we trust? I mean, that's why we have prisons. Because we can't trust people that do bad things. Thank you all for listening. Welcome to my new subscribers. I appreciate you. Please share the show. Send me an email and uh, follow me on social media. I'll be back. Goodbye.